Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So, hi everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the EHE podcast. We've had a couple of weeks break, so hopefully everyone will have will missed us and look forward to catching up. We've got a great one today. I'm really excited. I'm joined by Guy, and I'm really excited to be joined by John. And I've just realised that made it sound like I'm not excited to be joined by Guy, and I am. I'm excited to be joined by Guy and John. <laughs> I'll take you personally, Abby. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I've got Guy joining me, and we've got John Kenny Levick as a special guest from Kenwell today, and we'll find out a bit more about about that in a second. So hi to you both. How are you, Guy? Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, John. Hi. I'm very good. Thanks. I'm good. Inviting me along. Oh, thank you for being there. So I think just to kick off, John, do you want to give us a bit of a brief background on on yourself and kind of how you what your entrepreneurial journey has been so far? Yeah, sure. Well, in specific reference to Kenwell, there's me and David. We're both, I think, what people would call portfolio entrepreneurs. We've had our fingers in you know different businesses, and Kenwell's come about basically through some stuff that we both discovered. There was a big gap in the market. We, we felt, let's plug that gap with something that's turning out to be quite unique. We're getting very good feedback about what we're doing. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. So obviously you've arrived at Kenwell now. And when was that set up? Sorry, how long has it been established for now? We've been in existence a couple of years mm-hmm. and, and we were officially launched 12 months ago. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so quite early days then, but I know you've had some brilliant success. So do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what the approach is for Kenwell, what you do, what the gap was in the market? Yeah, sure. Well, in essence, it's financial life planning, but it's financial life planning in a very different way. And so far, we probably think we're quite unique. If you were looking at the space of financial advisors and financial planning and so on, we're doing financial life planning and and so we plan the person first and the money after. That's very relevant, you know, because for David and I, we're both business owners. And essentially, if we were talking to a business owner, our message would be, well, look, you, you know, you're a human first, living a life. And so let's get that planned right. Let's find out what the cost is for that for you to have, you know, to live the life that you want to live. And wealth in every area of your life. So not just financial and then with that, let's work out what that cost is and we'll drop that into your balance sheet. And what we found with business owners, it gives them far more juice and focus around their businesses as well, around decision-making, planning and execution. So that would be from a business point of view, but the financial planning life planning essentially is really life planning, financial planning, which is the architecture that sits in the life plan and then the execution is essentially around bringing that into reality with the client and for the client. And that might actually be regulated products, but very often it's not. So we're, again, because we're looking at all of their wealth and we essentially see every client as actually the wealth creator themselves. And then essentially money is just a means to an end. And most of our clients feed back to us that their relationship with money changes quite a lot and significantly in that they see that money is a tool and that sort of power dynamic changes for them. And that, that's a good thing. That's really interesting because I think most entrepreneurs probably have a number in their head that they want to achieve. But the reality is 
there probably isn't much substance behind that number. Why did they want to achieve that number? Because the mate did it or because that was the first number that came in their head? Whereas what you're saying is that, you know, you talk to the entrepreneur and you say, okay, look, you know, what's going to make you happy in life? What, what do you want to achieve? And one of them might say, and I'm, you know, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. This is what I've taken from what you just said is that you might say, look, we want to get a home in Wales, a second home in Wales, for example. And, you know, and we want to be able to use that for, for downtime for ourselves. But we also want to be able to offer that to our family and maybe to our friends to use. And, you know, so everyone kind of gets a benefit. And if that's important to you, you know, it doesn't mean say you're retiring. What it means is that you've got somewhere to go for some downtime to refresh and rejuvenate. Maybe it's also important to put a gym in that you know, home and those kind of, is it those kind of conversations where you, you know, you're looking for what people really want out of life over the next 10, 20 years. And then you say, okay, well, okay, we, we understand that. We'll add that to the balance sheet as you described. And we'll then set out a financial plan, which will allow that to happen. An excellent interpretation of what I was saying, Guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I may just emphasize the important bit, so there's a, a very grounded and um, simple step-by-step process. And, it's a, and the game plan is an acronym. Goals, which is basically um, values, vision. A is for actions, but we also dig into what could get in the way of that, both in terms of the person that's trying to achieve those goals and act, you know, a- execute an action on it, but also the external factors and then the means is a two-sided coin. One's the, the money. What does it look like now for you based on your current finances? And then what needs to change? So it's exactly what you were talking about. What's the gap analysis? What you know? What's the shortfalls? What's the missing? And then on the flip side, the other means, which is that human being and their skill sets and, 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 and their talents, their unique abilities, and then the execution bit, which is the E of the game plan. And then it all starts with a thing that we call eight steps to your plan B. Now, that might sound rather odd, but generally what happens is because it's a whole person paradigm approach and wealth in every area of your life, what we're looking at, exactly what you were talking about, in a way really, it's also helping the client get connected with what really makes them tick, what really drives them, what is their why around you know, health and fitness, their relationships, their family. So we craft all of that into the eight steps. And so the eight steps is a lovely sort of easy process to go through. And it ticks those boxes that you just touched on. This week, I am delighted that we've got Julia Waller here with us from Strategic Coach, who talks about unique ability, which you will have probably heard about in some of our previous podcasts. And Gary is with me today as well. So hi, Julia. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi, Naomi. Great to be here. Everybody okay? We're great. Thank you. Julia, you've joined us from really far away, so I'm not even going to ask about the weather. We normally have a 30-second weather chat. but uh, Yeah, it's a little cold here. We won't talk about it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to having you on. I thought the best thing to do is just to kick off, if you could just give us a bit of an introduction about yourself and your role, and then we can talk a bit more about unique ability, if that's okay. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'd love to talk about unique ability. It's sort of my, one of my favorite topics to, in the world to blather on about. So yeah, I'm a team member at Strategic Coach. It is my 25th year anniversary this year, which I find hard to believe. I must have started when I was two. And um, uh, so I've been at the company doing various roles over time. But since we're a company that's based on unique ability, which is really what your unique set of talents and passions that drive you is sort of a bottom line definition. But basically, it's, you know, what hey, what's Julia good at? What does she love doing? And how can we use her talents in the company towards the vision of the company? So over the years, I've sort of carved out my little niche, and that is really helping other people figure out what their unique ability is. I love talents. I love people. And I love to have deep conversations about what's important to people, how they're wired, how they operate, how they think, how they feel, how they do, what's unique about them, and then help them do more of that. So that's kind of what I do with our clients. I do that with our team. And then I get to talk about it with wonderful people like you. Brilliant. Thank you. And Gary, you're a big advocate of discovering your unique ability. I've heard you and Guy talk about it quite a few times, haven't you? Well, I'd say it's unique ability is probably the cornerstone of strategic coach. It, it hits you so hard as an entrepreneur. You know, you go through some difficult times in life, but unique ability is a real grounding for, for me and just about everybody else in the program. It's such a cornerstone of your whole being. And I think I've been lucky enough to spend time with Julia with her uncovering my unique ability and it made such a difference. Was it? Talk of, was it what you thought it would be or expected or is unique ability often quite a surprise to people as you go through that process? Well, that's a really good question. I think you have a bit of an inkling, but not in the detail. You know, you have sort of like a blurred image, if you like. If you're looking at the TV screen, it's a bit blurry, but this absolutely gives you HD quality of you and what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And actually, I'm not going to say too much more now because Julia will give a far better impression of what it is. No, I think that was, if I can jump on what Gary just Mm. said, because you nailed a couple of things important. First of all, you're right. It's the cornerstone of strategic coach because our whole premise for growth and for growing and expanding your freedom and happiness is based around what you love to do and how you uniquely create value for other people in the world. And entrepreneurs are you're out on the cutting edge of creating value, right? Everything depends on the value that you create for the marketplace and that's how you get rewarded. And and that all depends on you and, and what you bring to the party, what you bring to the marketplace, what you bring to your family, everything. You bring your unique ability with you everywhere you go. So the more you can design your and organize your life around your unique set of talents, the more growth you're going to have, the more money you're going to make, the more results, the more fun, the more meaning, the more impact, all the good things happen when you align your life around that unique ability. And I think for some people, it's a great question I read about, is it a surprise versus it's something you know. And a lot of people come in, they're very foggy. And I think it's a perfect analogy. It's like there's a fog over it. You kind of have a little bit of a sense. You're like, well, this is how I am. And this is how I think about things. And a lot of our clients are visionaries. They can see things or they're super competitors or they're great at building relationships. And they have all these different talents and strengths. But a lot of people take them for granted. They just kind of assume that other people are like that too. And I think we all do that as humans because we're, we're inside the bottle. We can't read the label from inside the jar, right? So we, we downplay what we do. We get frustrated when other people don't do what we do because we think, well, why can't you see that? It's so obvious. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. they're looking at a completely different canvas mm-hmm. than you're looking at, right? Yeah. So as a visionary, it's your job to explain the vision because I can't see it. I can't, I'm not a visionary. I can't see the vision, right? So I look at Babs and Dan to explain the vision of our company and then I can 
latch onto that and contribute in that way. So I don't know why I was born with a drive for clarity. That's why part of the things I like to help really get specific and put words around defining. Once you've got a language, you can talk about it, which is also part of strategic coach. Then you can use it. You've got awareness now. You've got consciousness. You're taking something that's sort of unconscious and natural, and you're making it conscious. Mm -hmm. Then you can lean in. And I think that's what gives you that competitive edge, Gary, which I know you're always is there another process in the world that can do this? I don't think there is. I think it's a unique process, actually. Well, but yeah, our, our process is unique to Strategic Coach, for sure. And Dan and Bob's have been doing this since the beginning. I mean, Simon Sinek has his Start With Why concept, and, and yeah. there are parallels. And I've read his book around how to be a unique, you know, how to be a coach for that. I'm like, oh, well, I'd be a good coach for his process, right? Because it's kind of what we do. I like ours better, of course. And we use other tools to help define and give that language because there are great tools out there that can help you define your strengths again, because we just take them for granted. This week, we are joined by Gordon Bateman from Investor Ladder and Guy from EHE. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Guy. How are you both? Hey, Mary. Yeah, I'm well. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Guy. You're very well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for joining us, Gordon. So, we wanted to have you on today because I know there's been some really good work happening between EHE and Investor Ladder. You've got your next event coming up in the next couple of months. Finally, we can get back to face-to-face events again. And we felt like it was a really good opportunity to tell some of our listeners and audience a bit more about Investor Ladder and potentially how they could possibly get involved. So just to sort of kick off, really, I think you two were just reminiscing before, weren't you, about how how you first met and how you were both introduced to each other. So, Guy, do you want to give us a bit of a, a background on that one? I was going to say, it sounds like a date. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we move in the same networks and we've probably known about each other for, for, for many, many years. I and mean, I think the original introduction was from, from, from Ian Brooks, actually, after, you know, I left Cake and he suggested that, you know, I have a chat with, with, with Gordon from... Because Gordon, you know, is well connected in the investment world, and you know there may be some opportunities for for us to to work together on things. And then after that conversation, and it was then 2019 actually from a, an introduction by a lady called Anne Dornan, who then connected us on a on a more specific basis this time. So it was you know Gordon was was heavily into building the investor ladder community and and really sort of helping entrepreneurs mainly in the northwest but actually increasingly outside of the the northwest and and even internationally now and find relevant investors and sort of that matchmaking process which is so incredibly valuable. And it was at the same time that we were building EHE Capital. So EHE Capital, I'll, I'll let Gordon talk about Investor Ladder actually in a second, but EHE Capital was set up to really help entrepreneurs meet the right investors. And, you know, so if a company was looking to raise, you know, maybe a couple of million quid, for example, to fund high growth within their organization, then EHE, you know, would would have a chat with them. And if we like the team behind the, the project and we like the the, the projects and the model that they, they were operating and, and then all the other factors that kind of come into that decision. If we like that and we felt that we could go to investors with it and really believe in the idea, then, you know, we would put money in ourselves. So that shows genuine commitment to, you know, what our beliefs, if you like. And we'd go out to our investor friends and just gather interest in this particular opportunity and help the entrepreneur raise money to build the company and and, and go through this high growth phase. 
And obviously the introduction to Investor Ladder was was incredibly helpful because all of a sudden we had a a large network of of investors that you know I could go to events to and chat to. And obviously, you know, the conversation then between me and Gordon was very specific around that, how we could help each other because it was clearly a, a very complementary business that we had and Investor Ladder had. So, I mean, Gordon, do you want to elaborate a little bit about Investor Ladder, you know, what it is and what your aims are? Yeah. So thank you, Guy. I mean, exactly as you say, it's very much a meeting of minds. You know, I'm hugely passionate about helping accelerate the growth of the innovation economy, if you like, or the innovation ecosystems it might be classed as now across the UK, but with an emphasis outside the traditional obvious golden triangle and that started in the northwest and with meeting with yourself guy that like-minded view of genuinely supporting entrepreneurs and investors not just how to make a quick buff character of an investment or a technical idea so the investor letter actually came about by mistake i was talking to some investors in london who were finding it difficult to navigate the innovation landscapes outside of London. And I was hearing a lot of people in the Northwest saying they didn't really understand the investment landscape in London. So I invited a couple of people for lunch and in hindsight, thankfully, they invited a few of their friends. And having never done anything like this before, we thought, let's give it a go. Let's get some people together who can genuinely invest in businesses, who genuinely have an interest in the regions and let's see what happens. And we ended up with 16 billion pounds worth of active funds, plus some high net worths who we couldn't measure and investment banks who we couldn't measure in a room in Manchester. And it was called this investor lunch thing. And we were asked to do it again and again and again. And because we weren't an events company, it was all about making connections. We didn't care that people got to know each other and communicated amongst themselves, it wasn't about selling tickets to our event. And it has gained a significant critical mass with over 500 active investors at every stage now participating in the network with a view that we all kind of make each other's life easier, really, because we're not hunting around and getting lost in in landscapes. We can just point each other to things that we're each interested in. This week, we've got a very special one because I'm joined by Guy and I'm also joined by Nigel Lombard from Peppercorn, who is the first entrepreneur investment that we've made with EHE Capital. So hi, Guy. Hi, Nigel. How are you both? All good, Nari. Thank you. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Nigel. Hey, hey, yeah, very well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Right. So this is your first podcast. What have you done others? Indeed. Is it? Is it? Everyone uh, yeah. is pleasantly surprised afterwards that it's better than they thought it would be, so... I just, I'll tell you a quick story before we mm. get into the nitty gritty area, but I did one yesterday with a guy called Dr. Bill and Dr. Bill is, as you imagine with a name like that, that's what he, you had to call him. And he's a, he's a celebrity dentist, would you believe based in Beverly Hills? So it's quite random. He's got a foundation which supports 15 to 19 year olds who come from maybe poorer backgrounds and make the right kind of career decisions and looks at, you know, potentially starting their own business. So they get various celebs on. They've had some real kind of A-listers as well as the Z-listers like myself and, and Dave Zampano, my business partner in the, in, in the States, but really interesting podcast. Oh, you've got big shoes to fill now then, Nigel. Is that what you're trying to say, Guy? <laughs> I'm up against a celebrity dentist. Okay? <laughs> so you need to kick off with a celebrity story for us. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I've got them afresh. Don't worry. I don't think I've. I don't think I've got any. So, what would be really useful first off, Nigel, if you could just give us a brief intro into Peppercorn? What, what's Peppercorn? What's it do? Sure, no problem. Peppercorn. So the idea is all about transforming the car insurance customer experience. And the, the markets, particularly with car insurance, is absolutely right for it. So what we're doing is combining technology and data, and we're creating an automated self-service platform. And that's actually powered by a digital assistant, which is utilizing AI. So what we're doing is uh, using digital channels, data, technology, and automation uh, to radically lower the costs associated with car insurance. And what that means uh, is that we can then pass it on by way of lower premiums to consumers. and. At the heart of all of this, what we're really trying to do is give the control or empower, if you will, our customers so that they can use the, their digital channel of choice at their convenience, whatever time of day that they want. No more call centers, no more fixed online forms, a fully flexible digital self-service. Um, so access anytime, anywhere through pretty much any digital uh, medium. So really trying to transform the world of car insurance in a nutshell. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really interesting. You would think, wouldn't you, especially now, anything that's going to present a saving to customers in given kind of how everything's increased over the last few months is going to be very well received by the, the general public. And Guy, I suppose over to you, when when did you first come into contact with Nigel? What's the story? What What stood out for you? Well, I mean, the story is that we spoke to quite a few companies, quite frankly, over the last probably three or four months that we've since we've launched. And genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because Nigel's on the call, these guys stood out. And the reason they stood out is that they have such an experienced team. It was all about the team. And actually, you know, um, when we set EHE up, we always just assumed and imagined that we were going to support high growth funding. And we thought on a niche would be between sort of half a million and five million kind of funding because it's an underserved part of the market. And but we, we thought we wouldn't be supporting startups. We thought we'd be supporting high growth companies. And actually, Nigel and his team kind of blew that out of the water. And, you know, as, as you're aware, Gary and I, uh, what we call quick starts. So we kind of make fairly quick decisions. We just really enjoyed hearing about the story from the team, not just about what they were going to do, i.e. what Nigel's just discussed, but the backgrounds of these guys. They're all massively experienced not just in the corporate world and in the insurance industry, but also in the startup world with several startups behind them, some of them. So that was the, the, the key thing. And then secondly, I think, you know, the idea, as always, you know, that's obviously really important. But, you know, you can have a really good idea, but if you don't have the team behind it to drive the idea forward, it'll never make it. It's as simple as that. So the team is always first. So then the sort of the idea, but then... It's a fintech company, right? So the the really important thing for us is that the technology works. So, you know, I had several people sit down with Nigel uh, Atoll and his tech team and discuss the the technologies and why they've made the decisions they had, how they were going to do this. Why now is the right time to launch this product? Is it at the tipping point where this technology now is really quite good and therefore, you know, will make life much easier for the increasingly aware younger folk that want to use mobile phones all the time or tablets to do business. And actually, they only want to speak to somebody when they want to speak to somebody. So in other words, they're quite happy going down the purely digital route. And if they don't speak to someone, that's fine. But if they do want to speak to someone because they've got a bit of an issue that they just can't quite figure out, 
then there's there's people there. So you know the technology was the the third really important aspect that we we looked at during the due diligence as well. Brilliant, thank you. Thanks both very much. That was really interesting, and I've really enjoyed hearing more about Pepcorn. Obviously, I've heard a lot from Guy and Gary, but it's nice to hear it from you, Nigel. And we'll pop the link to the Pepcorn website at the bottom of the podcast if anybody else wants to find out more about it and obviously we'll link some of the other resources as well that, that we've touched on in this in this podcast don't forget we do have the ehe community so if you would like to apply for funding or submit a pitch deck there is a process on the ehe capital website but equally if you're not quite ready yet and you do want to benefit from some of those resources and be part of that community that we're building then there's also a link on there for you to register for the community. Equally, investors, if you do not want to miss another peppercorn that's going to come along, then please register as an investor on the website and we'll be able to send you all of those relevant opportunities as well. Thanks, guys, very much. That was really interesting. I'll um, speak to you all next week. Thanks, Larry. Nigel, nice to meet you. Thanks, Cheers, Nigel. Yeah. Bye-bye. Cheers, guy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.